Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher and church planter in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for His sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Hi, welcome to Lose Yourself Radio. I've got two awesome guests here today. I've got Steve Pearson and Joe Funicello from Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. And we're going to be talking about discipleship today. Now, Steve, recently I heard you preach an awesome message, and you were talking about the importance of having a faith that is rooted in the Word of God, but not necessarily trying to impress everybody with what you know or advanced degrees or those kinds of things. Because I think one of the things we've been tackling on this show is people are intimidated to disciple others. They feel like they have to be the super Christian, they have to be the Mr. Expert, or they're just intimidated by pastors, or they think that's something that just only clergy do. But the importance is of this podcast is encouraging other people to get involved and just find someone who's just not quite as far along in their spiritual life as you are, and open up God's Word and walk through it together and do life together and and grow together. I think that when we see God's people start to do that, we're going to see a tremendous movement of God. And so I wanted to have you maybe pick up from where you were talking about that on Sunday about just how do people miss the mark in measuring their spiritual maturity? I, I think people get intimidated, like you said, they get intimidated about discipleship because I don't think they really realize what it is. Right? right. They almost grab onto something and think like, oh my gosh, like I got to share that, like this beautiful truth. And, you know, and so we get intimidated because I think that, you know, we don't understand it. And so I like what the Apostle Paul said in First Thessalonians 2.8. He said that, that we cared so deeply about you that we shared our very lives with you, right? And, and I think we... We think that that discipleship is me simply sharing knowledge with you, um, but we don't realize that the model from the beginning was, I'm going to give you my life, right? I, I think of what Paul said in 1 Corinthians when he said that we will gladly spend and be spent by you. Um, spend and be spent for your souls, though the more we love you, the less we're loved. And Paul laid it all out there. When, when he went someplace, he put it all on the line. He gave his life. You want to talk about transparency? I mean, just read his letters. I mean, he didn't hold anything back. I was jacked up. I was a, I was a, I was a messed up, you know, uh, a theologian, and, and I counted all as dung so that I could just know Jesus. I mean, that's not something you hear at Harvard. That's not something you hear <laughs> yeah. in a seminary. You hear, mm, excuse me, you know, it's like Paul, Paul bumped all that. And he just said, I messed up and I'm going to give you my life. And if we understand my discipleship through those lenses, everybody can do that. Everybody can impart their life to somebody. Mm-hmm. Everybody can impart, you know, their experiences with somebody and, and then just bring God's God's transforming work into that and saying, this is what the Lord do, did, did to me. Not everybody in discipleship is sitting down to look for a theological point on every little thing. They want to know that somebody crossed the Jordan before them, right? When the Israelites mm-hmm. crossed the Jordan, they just didn't take 12 stones out to bring them back to camp. As a reminder, it says they put 12 stones in. In other words, this is where we crossed. God can bring you through this. Discipleship is just, you know, putting 12 stones in and letting them know, I did this, and so can you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Joe, any advice on 
or throughout your ministry, have you seen it done well or have it seen it done poorly? What are some observations in terms of the discipleship you've witnessed? Well, I think what Steve mentioned is, you know, uh, we don't need to be theologians and very, very few people are that can disciple one another. I And I have seen it done poorly and, and well, but I, I can say this, I can see that it needs to be done because Jesus said, go and make disciples. When I was a, a very young Christian, I was uh, in a van and we were going down to uh, Big Calvary, Calvary Costa Mesa, and it was with a group of people and I had just come to the Lord. And one of the, the guys in, in the van, just an awesome man, he's gone to be with the Lord. But at that time, he was probably in his late 30s or 40s, which was a relic to me because I was like 17 or something, right? <laughs> and he was just like, that cat is old. What's he doing in this van? But anyway, we're all going. We have long hair. We're going down there to this concert. And somebody mentioned to me, uh, I don't know what they said about this, this gal. And I said, and I think back to this, and in, in the the leader guy who grew up in a missionary family who was on the mission field as a kid in Ethiopia. I mean, the guy's been around his, his whole life, right, with the Lord, and just an amazing man. And I said, hey, uh, what do you rate her on a scale one to ten? He one ten, you know. And I think back to what I say because he just sat there with his eyes closed, just taking it all in. And then somebody eventually said, hey, um, uh, you know, Joe's basically just come to the Lord. Lord, somebody needs to get with them and kind of disciple him. And then, and then as I think about that, you know, I think, okay, discipleship isn't getting me. It's, I'm coming from the world. I'm coming from the mindset of the world. It's not getting me just to change my mind and see things differently, but it's when that coupled with when God works in my heart, then you have when somebody's imparting something, because I don't want to just conform and say, okay, I have a haircut now, I wear certain clothes, and I don't say bad words. But what if my heart hasn't been changed, right, Hmm. in that discipleship and that sanctification process? So when I look at discipleship, there is a combination. Somebody's leading the way in loving on me and giving me truth, at the same time, they're encouraging me to say, God is going to work in your heart through this, and you have both working together. Now you have a, a, a man or a woman or a person that is growing in discipleship to the Lord. Yeah, and you know what? I would add something to that too, Mike, is you know, discipleship is something that never ends. It's it's not like you 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 know you're you're in a discipleship program. You serve your discipleship sentence, and now you're out and you're kind of a master Jedi. I mean, you're 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 always a padawan. I don't care who That's you are, right? That's right? right. And, and here's the thing: like I found in my life, like God will bring certain people into my life at certain times to disciple me because they have received a grace, and now they're giving Amen. to me something that they had received. Amen. And so that discipleship, I mean, I mean, I. I think not too long ago, you know, I was really struggling with anger and bitterness and hatred towards a particular person. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to, you know, this is going to kill me. And God brings a mentor into my life who had gone through the exact same thing 30 years earlier. He's about, you know, he's, he's a little older than me. So he's a few miles down the road, but this guy's words were like, I felt like they were 
arrows right from the throne of God, right mm. into my heart. Mm. And God grabbed me because of someone else's experience. He discipled me through that, right? I, I've, I've been through some things and I've found that God brought me into a person's life for that time so he can give that person a word for their particular you know situation. So all that to say, Mike, is discipleship isn't something that ends. It's something that, in fact, that's I always that's, tell our congregation, wise. I say, you, you ought to have three... Three relations to discipleship. Number one, you ought to be discipling somebody. You ought to be pouring into a generation that's coming up, right? The church has miserably failed at discipleship, and now we're having to to basically drink what we've made, and we're wondering why the world is so messed up and the church is messed up. We'll shine the mirror, turn the mirror on ourselves, because if we don't disciple the generation coming up, woe unto us when we throw stones at them because of our failures, right? Yeah. But you ought to have somebody that you're discipling, you ought to have a iron sharpens iron where there's a discipling one another, where you're you're throwing things back to one another. And then you ought to be being discipled by somebody down the road, right? And so, you know, um, using the same analogy, unless you're Yoda, then you really don't have anybody to disciple you. But we call that heaven because you'll be gone <laughs> and dead. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, Mike, I would say that that discipleship has a lot of different facets. But man, if, if we fail in it, everybody pays the price. Give me an example of someone who poured into you guys. I, I can give you a, a couple of different examples at, just in different times in my life. The guy sitting next to you, you know, Joe, Joe, Joe and Kathy, there was a time when when we were sitting with them, me and my wife were sitting with them because we were struggling in our marriage, you know, yeah. and God used them. God used them for that time to, to, you know, he doesn't even know this, but, you know, one of the things they said is, you know, you guys need FaceTime. You need FaceTime. When you walk in the door, you need, you need to tune the kids out. You need to let everybody know there's a time where you need to decompress with one another. Right. And so, so that was, that was valuable discipleship in my marriage, right. That we took, um, early on, you know, God put us with, with, with a couple that, that were very, um, spiritually, you know, the best way I could put is spiritually in tune. I mean, now I look back and I think, okay, there were some few things that were a little weird, but I was coming out of an arena where I just really didn't believe there was much spirit at all in anything. Mm. Everything was naturalistic. And so God put me with the people and I gleaned from that. Right. And so when I, whether it's my marriage, whether it's, you know, like I mentioned to you earlier, a, a man that was brought in for a time to deal with my anger, God has just put the right people in the right time at the right place to deal with Steve. Right. And, and so I'm, I need to be discipled, you know, and I'm, I've been a Christian for 27 years. I need discipleship. And granted, the older I get, I, I start to have more iron sharpens iron, but there are one or two people in my life that I think, man, you know, these guys, these guys need to give, give to me because they got more experience than me. And, and, and I'll tell you something else about discipleship, Mike, is discipleship has to be married with humility. Those two are inseparable because discipleship is instruction. And if you can't be instructed and you can't be discipled by somebody, then you know what? Then, then it really loses its whole meaning, right? What, what do you just want to hear somebody talk? I mean, if, if you, if God puts somebody in your life to disciple you, you know, and, and I, and I, and I'll say this too, discipleship can get weird. You know, somebody could say, well, I, I think God's calling me to disciple you. Well, I, I don't think so. I get to choose who's going to disciple me based on what God puts together. And so I, I think that's a, that's a facet as well. But you, Joe, anybody in your life? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, of course, there's been a lot, or I, I wouldn't be sitting here, but uh, early on, very early on in my, at, at the very beginning of my Christian experience, 
walking in faith is a friend of mine named Fred. He's gone to be home with the Lord. But now this is a guy in high school that on the side of his van, it was written in some kind of weird thing. So you kind of had to look at it to see it because normally it just looked like weird things. But he had on his brand new van, silver, back in the day, this is like 74, in high school, Jesus, our only hope. Mm-hmm. On the side of his van going to high school. Wow. Like, this guy's got it going on. And so I came to the Lord. I, I knew those guys, but I wasn't a Christian. Then I became a Christian. And that guy took me under his wing put his arm around me and went, hey, let's go here. You know, Greg Glory's teaching on a Monday night and trucks on a Thursday. And we would go and then he would talk to me about the things that go on. And it shaped my worldview. It renewed my mind. And he would uh, direct me along because he, he, he was a Christian for many years and, and just much mature in many ways than me. I, I thought very one level, you know, we're going to the beach. We're going to goof around. We're going to party, whatever. And, you know, but he wasn't like that. And then, um, and then the other thing, of course, is you know just you know uh, Steve and, and 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 Trish, you know, they're uh, you, Steve talked about him and Trish, and 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 just recently, or uh, yeah, pretty recently, uh, Steve and Trish got to share with Kathy and I some stuff we were in our marriage, mm. and we just and we brought it to him, and he just said, well, listen, and you know, and you know. Don't be a knucklehead. And then <laughs> things, things have a way of working out. Don't be a knucklehead sounds like the perfect discipling, you know, kind of conversation. That in happens. love. He you says know, in love, love. You know, again, because now, so it, just hearing your stories, it sounds like some of these people were not perfect, but yet they discipled you, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All of them weren't perfect. In right? fact, there were people that were very familiar with our own struggles, And I think that's another thing about discipleship that's kind of a misnomer is we think that in order to disciple, we have to have arrived at the peak where now that we we're able to speak knowledgeable because that was the way I term it is a lot of people like to teach from from the west side of the Jordan. Right. Oh, back when I was on the east side, back over there, when I used to struggle and I used to do this, I don't relate with those people, Mike, because here's the thing, though, you might have a lot more victory than you've ever had before in a situation. The truth is. We all continue to struggle. And so there's nothing wrong with discipling people. And God will open the door sometimes for you to disciple people when you're still going through it. But you're a few miles down the road and you're able to impart some things oftentimes that God just showed you. So, so there's no reason why anybody can't be discipling somebody if, if, if their heart is really to impart what their very life to that person and what God has showed them. We're out of time, but we'll pick up this conversation on our next episode. This has been Lose Yourself. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a ministry of Grace Church and Mike Cunningham and a production of Key Radio.